Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern is in Australia for the week and on a trade delegation. Finance Minister Grant Robertson is expected to join her later in the week to talk with his Australian counterpart, provided he's well enough post-COVID and he's with us now. Minister, hi. Good evening, Heather. How are you feeling? Yeah, not too bad. Um, you might hear in my voice, I've still got a little bit of congestion, but uh, most of the other symptoms have, have disappeared and I'm feeling a bit more energetic today than I did yesterday. So I'm still on track to get there, but obviously I want to make sure I'm you know, well enough and, and, and rearing to go. When's your seven-day ISO over? So it ends on Wednesday, so it'll be on the plane on Thursday if, uh, if all things uh, go according to plan. Um, you you boosted? Yes. Yep. I was just checking because you you didn't have your flu jab, did you? <laughs> yeah. No, that was as we know a logistical nightmare there for me, Heather. But um, but no, all, all shots that I'm eligible for 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 COVID. So all, all things being equal, I'll be on the way. I've I've met Jim Chalmers before uh, several times, and I met him just over a month ago. So I'm really looking forward to a, another chance for a more detailed sit down. Can I just ask you on the COVID, now that you've had it, is it a bit of an anticlimax for you? Um, it affects everyone differently, and I think that's the really important thing. So for me, it was, you know, the first few days were like a really heavy cold um, yeah. and not feeling well at all. Um, for other people, they're in hospital, you know, and that's the reality of a virus Very few, like COVID. Very few proportions. Yeah, right. but a decent, a decent number. And, of course, there's no counterfactual is there for people not having been vaccinated and just how many more we would have seen in our hospital. No, system. I mean, we look, I, I think we all, all know the value of the jab now. I'm just wondering for you guys politically how this plays out because, you know, you, you made such a big song and dance about COVID and you kind of, you know, hung your, 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 that was your big thing, wasn't it? And now we've got it and it's a bit like, mm, well, that wasn't that bad for, for the vast majority of us. Yeah, I, I think that skips out a really important point that those earlier two variants, um, the original variant and then Delta, were significantly more severe. Many, many more people died overseas. And we hung our hat, if you want to say it that way, yeah. on getting as many people as possible vaccinated, um, undertaking pretty staunch public health restrictions during those two first variants so that when a less severe but more transmissible variant like Omicron came along, we were in a position to be relatively open. And we are relatively open as a country now. We're just asking people to make sure that they take sensible public health precautions. And as you know, we've we've always said our benchmark is making sure our hospital system can cope. It is under a lot of pressure as a result of not just uh, COVID, but also the flu and other winter ailments, as it does every winter, has to handle that. So, you know, we keep our eye on that, but I think we've got ourselves to a pretty good place if you look at COVID across its uh, many different variants. Um, what are you hoping to achieve in Australia? Yeah, for me, on this visit, um, obviously the Prime Minister's there on her trade mission and she's got 30-odd business people with her and they're doing um, you know, contacts in Melbourne and up into Sydney. For me, I'm there for two reasons. One is to have another meeting with Jim and start to get into a bit more detail about how we take forward what's called the single economic market, which is one of the projects that's been underway for many, many years between Australia and New Zealand. I'm also there for the Australian New Zealand Leadership Forum. And one thing I'm particularly looking to focus on there 
there is how we can better coordinate some of our infrastructure work here in New Zealand and particularly with the east coast of Australia. Um, we're all doing similar projects, things like light rail, and we do need to make sure that we sequence those projects as much as we possibly can to enable the, the specialist workforce that we need to be available, make sure we're not tendering against each other and making pushing out prices. And I've already had some discussions on that particular topic wearing my infrastructure minister hat, so I'm keen to pursue those a bit further as well. OK, well, I mean, and great idea, but do you really think the Australians, if you say to them, look, we'd really like to get building on this particular project in, you know, five years' time, we'll need a good five-year five window for that. Are they going to pay us any attention and just tell us to naff off? You know, interestingly, when I was in Australia just a month ago, I met with the New South Wales uh, Infrastructure Minister, and he and I both had the same um, kind of thought, that this actually, right at the moment, given the labour shortages that exist around the world when it comes to these kinds of specialist areas, that there was some value for us in this. So, yep, that, that's on the agenda for our discussions, um, along with, as I say, making sure we continue to develop what is a really good trading people-to-people relationship. want to see if we can, what we can to do to ensure we get as much capital flowing between the two countries as we can, including around innovation and R&D. And next year is the 40th anniversary of Closer Economic Relations, CER, which is still a, a top-notch agreement, but an opportunity there to look at it and think, well, what else can we do to add to it? So there's some of the topics we'll be discussing. Are you guys backing away from the co-governance stuff a bit? Now, uh, give me an example. Well, Willie Jackson, I see, is delaying taking a draft United Nations declaration plan to Cabinet because he knows ministers won't support it. Well, no, I mean, that's simply Willie going through the exercise we said we would. I mean, bear in mind there was an initial piece of work done, um, consultation undertaken, and now we've brought it back to say, well, what do we want to do? We, we're not necessarily going to agree with the external group and all of the things that it came up with. So Willie is doing the right thing, I think, by working it through with his colleagues, making sure that we can do our best to live up to an agreement that the National Party signed us up to internationally. Yeah, but I mean, come and, on, it was Chris Finlayson. You know, he's, he's weird on that stuff, right? Is he, he's not like, from, is he not from the National Party? Oh, but he has just gone, he has gone completely nuts on that stuff. I'm not, I don't... Well, I, no, he was, he was actually a minister when he did it, so I don't know where oh, he's I know. he nuts then. Oh, I think if we knew the implications of what he was doing now, we'd, we'd reverse time and, and stop him, wouldn't we? Um, do you know what is in? Do you know what's in that cabinet paper? Have you seen it? No, no. Well, he's just going through the consultation process on it with ministers. So no, I don't even believe there is a cabinet paper yet. Okay, this business with Ihumato is going to take five years. Are you okay with that? Oh, look, I'd like to see um, things happening there as soon as they possibly can. But we obviously recognise the the different interests that are there. We've established the group now that uh, is working towards um, the plan for for what is ultimately going to be the best use of that area. It will include housing. That's the government's commitment. But we wanted to do that sensitively with the groups that are there. No houses were going to get built there under the arrangement with Fletcher's. We've taken it off in a different direction where we'll get some recognition of the groups and their uh, cultural um, needs that they have, the things they want to protect. Uh, but it will take a bit of time, I acknowledge that. We're doing this a different way as well by sitting down together, but I'm confident we will see houses built, but people will need to be patient. Is that fair to say that no houses were going to be built there by Fletcher? I mean, that's what they were doing. They were building houses. Well, the only way they were going to be built there by Fletcher's would have been um, something I don't think any New Zealanders would have wanted to have seen in terms of what would have had to have been done to make that happen. Um, we will make sure there is housing built there, but we want to do that alongside the local iwi and with you know the significant help of the Kingitanga. Um, we'll get there, but it will take a bit of time.
Okay, well, enjoy. I hope you get better soon and enjoy your trip to Australia. I hear it's buzzing over there. Grant Robertson, Finance Minister and Deputy Prime Minister.